I'm going to miss you, but you're going to be on the broadcast again soon. Uh, let me pick a number. So this is 405. By 415, you will be on it. You'll have been on at least once by okay. episode 415. That's fair. All right. So I'll, I'll pull this clip at the beginning of 416 and be like, God damn it. What happened? This is the Blattcast, a sometimes fast-paced but usually meandering look at the world. Hosted by Christian Blatt, his trusty co-hosts Will Sterling, Jeff Duray, and sometimes the lovely Zia Anderson. So kick back, get ready for quite possibly the longest one hour to perhaps the shortest two hours and 56 minutes of your life. And now, here's Christian Blatt. Welcome to the Blattcast, essentially our second and hopefully final conversation about Wonder Woman 1984. Uh, very excited to momentarily be welcoming back our friend Zia Anderson. And she has not been on in a little while. And uh, the last time she was on, we did a black cast from the patio at my house. She was actually with me in person. And she's now moved to the other side of the country. But you heard that little tease at the beginning for our audio listeners. I told her that uh, she should be back by 4.15. I'm going to let that slide a little bit. So we're very excited to talk to her. We'll also talk to our friend Sam Whitfield and also Jason Blair. And if you're regular listeners of the Blackcast, you know both of them fairly well. You should know everybody fairly well. Uh, they have slightly differing opinions from the rest of us on our previous episode. And Zia is pretty much right in line with us. So let's get things started by joining a conversation already in progress with our friend Zia Anderson. Oh my God. What did I do to oh do this? What did I you do? I, I don't know. It's just, it just means so much irritation, so much annoyance, just eventually. Uh, if I knew being this annoying worked with women, uh, I probably would have, you know, had four well, girlfriends in my life instead of two. You know that being this annoying worked with women, though, because that's how you got your wife to marry. It's the only way, literally yeah. the only way yeah. I ever would have gotten my wife. Um, I want to... Uh, I want to start off while we're talking right now asking why do you just have the green screen before you? What are my yesterday's tomatoes? I was waiting for that. Wait, wait, wait. Uh, yes. You know, I, I don't know how to make the green screen work with StreamYard. No, it's fine. I just I just <laughs> loved how he was like, yeah, wait, but what are we yesterday's tomatoes? I know. And he, I just, know. he just wouldn't let go. He was uh, like, get the, and I had to get the green screen up. It was amazing. And uh, obviously, I'm joined by the lovely bathrobe-wearing, chapstick-applying Zia Landerston Bastille Day hyphen Jersey girl. Uh, your name just you're like you have to be. Your girl lives in Jersey. Well, you know, you're a little older than Chipper thought you were, though. So there's that. Yeah, yeah, a little older than everyone thought I was. <laughs> I was like, cool though, like I'll take that. Bob Kelly was great about it. He was my favorite. Yeah. He was like, what? <laughs> and I was like, yeah. Uh, and obviously, we're talking about how Zia has become something of a regular on the Chip Chipperson podcast. I just did four in a row. Yeah, which is why you haven't been on the Blackcast in so long because your Blackcast time has been taken up by uh, a much by a much smarter host in Chip Chipperson. He is a very intelligent host. Very He's very intelligent. intelligent. He's much more handsome than I am. It's true. And uh, I hear he's got a. I hear he's got a bigger pecca. That's just what I oh, hear. Though. Yeah. yeah, I mean that's vulgar. He doesn't talk about it. No. But yes. But it's a rumor. That's but absolutely. 
and so you're here today to talk about your favorite movie of 2020, Wonder Woman 1984. But before piece we dive into that, before we dive into that piece of garbage, uh, how is uh, living in New Jersey? You're wearing a robe now, so it just tells me that you're always cold, right? I'm like, fucking always, always cold. cold. I have not taken this robe off all day. And I'm one of those people, I talked about it. I actually talked about it with Brian Johnson today, too. I had... Uh, Basically, he was like, are you wearing that because you're always cold? And I was like, yes, uh, I get I try to get Nick to turn the air up to like 75 and he's dying at 73. And like he's like, <laughs> most people don't keep it this high. And I was like, well, I'm so cold. Yeah, it's true. It's like it's like every sitcom dad, if somebody touches like there's a I think it's even in the pilot for Family Guy that like if if uh, somebody touches the thermostat in the house, dads just pop out. I was like, wait, what happened? Who touched it? You I know, know, and Nick's not even a dad, and he would, but he wouldn't do that. He, he would be more like, "Why the fuck is it like eighty five? Why is it so hot in here? Why am yeah. I sweating?" And I'm over there like, "Oh, this is so nice." And yeah, I, yeah. I, I'm with you when it's cold. Uh, I I can't notch it up too high. Like I wouldn't go to eighty. That's crazy. But no, like I've been I've been in the house, and I'm like, it's so cold, and it says seventy two, and I'm like, well, that's not enough. Yeah, thank you. Okay, I'm not crazy. I, well, I mean, yeah, but for different reasons. Yeah, but just for lots of other reasons. And so living in New Jersey. Living in New Jersey, though, you've uh, fallen in love, I understand, with Wawa. I love Wawa. Isn't so it amazing? Known, yes. And I'd known about Wawa before. I've been there yeah. before. Like, Nick has taken me on trips and stuff back. But it's so fucking incredible to just have – we have two down the street from us. Like, literally, maybe a minute and a half drive. Like, I, I could walk. That. Yeah, it's yeah. so there's, there's, there's two. And we could go at any time. They're open 24 hours. The amount of times we've gone and gotten Wawa sandwiches for dinner because we're like starving and poor and like haven't had a chance to get anything or, you know, what, like, or just are too busy because a bunch of crazy shit's going on. It's amazing. You just go down and get a sandwich for like five fucking dollars. It's, I love yeah. it. I love it. And it, they were the first place I ever went that had the touch screen for the sandwiches. You don't have to interact yeah. with anybody who works there. Oh. You make sure it's right. You get your little sticker and you're like, no, I don't want fucking onions on my sandwich because I'm not a savage. Thank you. Know. you. Gosh. So, yeah. So I'm excited for you. And uh, if uh, we ever live in a world where people uh, take trips on the other side of the country, I'm definitely going to come bother you. We're going to go to Wawa <gasps> together. <gasps> oh, my gosh. Maybe, I've... Maybe, we'll, maybe we'll go to the Jersey Shore. Maybe we'll play some skee-ball in Seaside Heights. Jersey Shore. I've never played skee-ball in Seaside Heights. Well, not in that particular because you, you moved in November. So there's still plenty of time. Yeah, and, I'm really looking forward uh, to like summer and stuff. Yeah, I, because you're, you know, you're freezing right now. Like I'm a woman of, I'm like a lizard. I need warmth to survive. Yeah, and and uh, but it's all right because it's you know it's cold here. It's like it's not even seventy today. So you know you left the cold of Los Angeles behind, and I think you're better for it. Um, all right. Well, we'll we'll probably dive into some other nonsense, but uh, I, I know that uh, your time is limited because not only do you have your Twitch streams over at Zealand, not only <gasps> are you. you a part, yeah, not only are you a part of It's Eric Nagel on iHeartMedia, not only are you a regular on the Chip Chipperson podcast. Uh, there's uh, the what's the Brian Johnson show? I always forget the name of it. Oh, uh, would you kindly? Yeah, and you're on that sometimes. Like you've been on. I'm a on couple that sometimes. Of times. Yeah. yeah, I've been on a few times. I think I've been and, on three times now. And Brian Johnson, of course, is uh, someone very familiar to Kevin Smith fans. 
Yes. So if you have ever watched comic book men and or listened to Tell Him Steve Dave, also if you're a fan of Impractical Jokers, he does Tell Him Steve Dave with Q from Impractical Jokers. That's like so, one of yeah. my dreams is getting on that so, show. And and you have your uh, your your gamer news job too. So uh, yes, I also I, have that. <laughs> I can't believe that you're finding the time to talk to me. But that just tells you what a force in entertainment the black cast is. That it you're is. making time. Yeah, because you know. I was having you on before any of those guys did. It's true. It's true. I who was the first one to be like, "Hey, come on my pod podcast." I almost said podcast. Oh my yeah, god! I wait, I have I, done by the way, so I much. wish I had a podcast. Yeah, right. But I wouldn't have said uh, come on my podcast because that's vulgar. That is vulgar, and he Chip no. never says that. He doesn't. No, he would never say that. All right, so let's talk about. You know, it's funny. I was uh, I was talking uh, recently, and I posted this on Twitter that uh, surprisingly. Uh, the best comic book movie of 2020 was New Mutants uh, because uh, you really only had New Mutants and uh, uh, Birds of Prey and Wonder Woman 1984. So you had three. I forgot about Birds of Prey. That was, that was in 2020? Yeah, it was in February. So That's it how was much this year has gotten away from yeah, me. Yeah, it was pre-pandemic. Uh, it, it was, year. it was one of the last, yeah, no, that's how much this year has gotten away from you is that it's now next year. It's, uh, it's fucking the 20th of, of, we have, we are 20 days into 2021 and I have no idea about time or space at all. Well, I hear tell that it's wibbly wobbly and timey wimey. So it's hard to follow and that's okay. You know? You, yeah. <laughs> You're like, Oh, I remember. I remember when that used to be a show. Did I tell you so, Eric? And it was, it's not a bad idea. Eric gave me this idea. He had this idea. He's like, I have this idea of a limited series podcast we could do. And he was like, we could watch the last two or three seasons, I think now, of the Doctor Who with Jodie Whittaker and Chris Chibnall. And and then do like just 10 minute blurbs on everything that's wrong with it. And I, sh yeah. and I could, I, but it, and it's, it is a good idea. It is. I'm like, I get, I get that's a great idea. I, I don't want to watch it because I don't want to oh. give them the view. I think if they yeah. if people stop watching it, maybe they'll stop making shit. Like I don't know if that's <laughs> you know what I mean. Like maybe it's one of yeah. those things where if if the numbers go down enough, and I don't want to hate watch it, I don't want to give them that satisfaction, and yeah. I just don't want to do it to myself because it just makes me sad of, of this show that I love so yep. fucking much, and they just ruined it, it. It is a great idea, and I've traded messages with him on Instagram, not Instagram, on Twitter, just like publicly commenting on because they had the the New Year's Day special, uh, and oh. uh, you know, which yeah, which of course isn't a Christmas special anymore, and uh, yeah, I was uh, I was uh, thinking that uh, I would uh, I would ask him to uh, talk about that at some point, but he's also yeah. he's like you, he's got so many shows, I you know. know. He's, uh, and and he's, regular work. That's the other yeah, thing. It's he's like got we Compound Media on his back, and then he's got work. all the shows he does. Yeah. yeah. And then he still pops up in your stream. We're talking about uh, Eric Nagel uh, for fans of the uh, Opie and Anthony uh, Empire, uh, which uh, obviously, and now he's got It's Eric Nagel. Anyway, so now we will uh, talk about uh, the movie that I think was one of the movies I was looking forward to the most in 2020. Uh, because Wonder Woman 2017 was great. So I figured Wonder Woman 2020, uh, Wonder Woman 1984, uh, what could be wrong? And then you heard they're going to give it away for free. And you're like, well, that's the craziest goddamn thing I've ever heard of giving it away on HBO Max. And then I saw it and I was like, oh, that's why they're giving it away for free. Um, it's garbage. It's garbage. Uh, tell us. Uh, your expectations for Wonder Woman 1984 and what the reality was of watching Wonder Woman 1984. 
I was excited. I really was because I was just like you. I really liked the first one. I really enjoyed it. I've it's funny because since I've talked, you know, since we've talked about that and since it came out, we've obviously talked about 1984 and talked about 2020. I mean, not 2020, 2017. The first one, people are saying, oh, the, the first one wasn't that good. Like the second half it felt and I but I just disagree so much because I I rewatched it recently and I just I thoroughly enjoyed it. I thought they did a great job. I love the direction that they took. I love that they were playing with uh, Greek gods as the storylines there. I thought that that worked really well. I thought it was really cool. I love seeing the actor who played Professor Lupin because I love Harry Potter and I just love that guy. Anyway, so just all that stuff I really enjoyed because there are a lot of people being like, so you've, you've said it, you didn't like the second half that much. And like, I can see there's some faults to it. But anyway, regardless, I loved the first one. I thought it was great. Um, and rewatching it just sort of solidified that. And I was rewatching it to get ready for the second one. So going into the second one, I was like, oh, it's Patty Jenkins again. So it's the same director. I guess you never know writers, you know, maybe they cycle those in and out, obviously. But still, I was like, all right, cool. They gave us something really good the first time. I'm looking forward to the second one. Same person, same actors with even better actors coming in or not better, but even more good actors like Pedro Pascal came in. Not a huge fan of what's her face. Kristen Wiig. Kristen Wiig. Nothing against her. I just think she plays the same character. And even when she tries to be a different character, I still see the same character in everything that she does. And it's like, that's, she's obviously, fair, yeah. yeah, she's obviously massively successful and she's done a lot of things. So, you know, and I'm just like some random person being like, Meh. but I'm not a huge fan. And I thought that she was also not great in the yeah. Wonder Woman 1984. Anyway, it started off with that scene. So first of all, it started off with two intros, which why the fuck did we need that? I, that was, I was like, you just wasted a bunch of time doing two intros. You could have yeah. done a, a little snippet of the first one. I guess they were trying to teach you some lesson with that first, the first intro it didn't make any sense to me. I, and, and once I got into the movie and I watched the first two intros, I was like, oh, this is going down fast. <laughs> <laughs> this is going downhill fast. I wanted to like it. I was like, sure. at the end, I was like, there could be a story. There could be a cool story in there somewhere. But that end, it was just all bad. And I love Pedro Pascal and it just bumped. And I love, it just solidified that Gal Gadot is a fucking wonderful Wonder Woman though. She's so good. Gadot, I yeah. think. I always say her name wrong. It's Gadot. Uh, that she's a great Wonder Woman and she did a fantastic job with what she was given. I would say that her performances in this were even better than her performances in the first one. So like that was great. But I never thought, I don't know if I never thought I would say this, but Steve Trevor was also a fantastic part of the movie. I think that was my favorite part was them and those interactions. Yeah, that was the thing that my wife liked the most in the first one. She, she really liked them in the first one. And then it's like, oh, that's cool that he's in the second one. But then when they come up with this sort of really flimsy reasoning for why he's there, and it's like that poor guy whose body he inhabits, and right? um, there's no explanation. I said this right? in a previous episode. It's like, oh, yeah, this is my like great-grandnephew or so, just anything. Just give us a shred of like, oh, I guess the similar DNA and that's why I'm here. You know, anything. But it's just like, yeah, it's just some guy. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, yeah, I think that the the first act was okay for me. It's set up really well, you know, and you're like, okay, well, you hope that they're able to tie it all together. Uh, Kristen Wiig didn't bother me in the beginning because she was playing that character. It's like when you knew she was going to be in it, you're like, okay, so she's going to play that. And then, you know, she's got the glasses on and she drops her folders and her books. And you're like, well, yeah, that's that's why she's in this movie so that she can do that, you know? Right. right. Um, and yeah, then, you know, and then the interesting thing about it is we talked a lot about this in our previous episode was this idea that it's the same people. So how could they really mess it up? 
And a uh, fan of the Black Cast, Carl Schneider. I hope I said his name right. I hope it's not Scheider, like Roy Scheider. Uh, but Carl <laughs> pointed out that what's different is that the first one actually had a story by Zack Snyder. And I'm not a huge Zack Snyder fan of really any of his DC movies. I think there's things that I like within all of them. But, well, and then he, did, he didn't do the story on this. And so Jeff Johns, who is really a comic book writer, gets the credit. So, Whatever it was that uh, Zack Snyder's involvement was in the first one maybe helped. I hope that they don't bring him back for the third one. But it's just so disappointing, though, because you're watching this. And, you know, before this, you realize, like, "Uh oh, this isn't going to be what I thought. But, you know, when they inexplicably steal the airplane and you don't know how she had the keys to get in there. And then magically flies. Yeah. Like the airplane and, and it's like the fireworks go off and it's like. Oh, it's the 4th of July. I'm like, motherfucker, it was not 4th of July. I said this last week, but it was not 4th of July. Everybody's wearing jackets to work. It is not 4th of July. You're just trying to come up with an excuse for your dumb sequence where there's fireworks everywhere. And then, yeah. And then she flies. And I'm like, look, if you want to tell me that she can jump really high, like the Hulk can't fly, but he can jump really far. He can do a lot of hops. Sort of like Jessica Jones. She can hop. Yeah. But she doesn't fly. I don't even care if she flies in the comics. It was never established in any of the these movies that she was in you know batman for superman she didn't fly i think she didn't fly in her movie she didn't fly in justice league so and, and she's just laying down you know just riding the way i'm like no no and she I, suddenly I, can magically fly because of what steve trevor said to her about about yeah. it and then magically it's like oh well now i can fly and you're yeah. like hmm yeah the reasoning behind that was pretty flimsy and, and I was excited that Pedro Pascal was going to be in the movie. And then after I saw the movie, I said this many places. Uh, I think he needs to keep the helmet on because, uh, you know, it, it, uh, it just didn't, the thing he was doing just didn't work. It was badly written. And then also he was like, he's just so over the top, but it's also like, oh, so now you are this thing and you can grant wishes just by going on TV and touching people and, and I'm just like, and then it's like, oh, just renounce your wishes and everything's going to be okay and go back to normal. And I was like, no, no, I don't think any of that adds up. And this is a genre where things aren't supposed to really make sense. You know, no, a guy but there has, has to be a certain thread yeah. that sort of ties it together that this movie was just missing. Yeah. And, and so it's hugely disappointing. Now, did you go out to see it in a movie theater or did you watch it on HBO Max? No, I went to go see it in a movie theater. Yeah, which so, means if I'd stayed home and watched on HBO Max, it probably would have been worse. Because at the very least, although some of that CGI with Cheetah was rough, people were right; it's not great. It was a little rough, yeah, <laughs> was, yeah, and I went to go. I went to go see it at a drive-in in Van Nuys, so I at least got the okay. experience. I had some great popcorn. You know, there was like all that. Helps. Yeah, it helps. And I'm like, oh, it was still a fun night, but it was not a good movie. You know, no. uh, and I think that. It's just, it's surprising because you figured that Wonder Woman was the one that they got right. So who let them get it wrong, you know? And uh, I mean, even people who didn't like it thought it was really cool that we got to see Linda Carter at the end and the little, uh, the little. That was cool. That was cool. And the the character that they gave her, she was the one that made that armor. Like that was also cool. I thought that was neat. Although I hated that armor. How the hell are you supposed to move in that? Like the Tin Man? Yeah, I know they didn't, and they didn't really do much with it. Uh, there's they did a, nothing. Yeah, the 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 more diehard DC comic book fans were very upset that they kind of wasted the armor in this movie because, like, that armor is apparently pretty cool in a storyline called the uh, I think Kingdom Come, and then you see it in this movie, and then it's like, oh, that was it. Uh, all right, I guess. 
So the wings were breaking and shit. I was like, I thought this was legendary armor. How is it breaking so easily? Yeah, yeah exactly. Have have uh, have the Mandalorian give you some Beskar armor, you know? So mm-hmm. I don't know. It, uh, it was, it's that, but that's so disappointing because you're like, oh, all right. I mean, and then what? You know, where do we where do we go from here? Like they were very quick to let us know. Like, don't worry, Wonder Woman three is still going to happen. We know everybody hated it, and. You know, uh, it's, uh, uh, I, I, was there, was there anything that you were able to take away of like, apart from, you know, the cameo at the end of, uh, of Linda Carter, is there anything you were like, okay, this part, when you think back on the movie, was there anything you're like, oh, this was cool. Or was it just, uh, was it just a trash can on fire inside of a dumpster at the center of a nuclear blast? I'm leaning towards the fucking second one because I'm really trying to <laughs> I'm really trying to think back to something that I enjoyed. I yeah. I thought I thought they could have gone a cool route had they interacted with the god who made yeah. the wishing. Like that that would have made sense to me. And like Pedro Pascal was maybe or Pedro Pascal was him or something. I, I don't know. The, yeah. Just just figuring something out so that it would have been more of a challenge rather than just Oh, everybody choose, renounce your wishes. I'm going to talk about talk at the end of talk. And I'm just like, this is ridiculous. They went and we're going to, we're going to win by talking. Yeah. We're going to talk about it. Yeah. And then this, this was just a, a little bit of a nuanced thing, which was just like, was that president supposed to be Ronald Reagan? Was he supposed to be a made up president? He was very distracting while I watched it. I'm like, is this Reagan or just a guy? Like, cause it's like, not really an impression. I'm like, and it's like just one of the, it's one of the many details where you're like, why the fuck is this movie in the eighties? There was like one eighties song that they barely used at that party. And it wasn't even a recognizable one. Uh, And it it brings me to another movie that I know you weren't happy with. Say what you want about Captain Marvel, but they owned that nineties music. You know, Captain Marvel was better than wonder woman, 1984. Yeah. That was, that was really what my, that's what I was going to pressure you into saying right now. There's no way around it. There's no way around it. It was just a better movie. The thing with Captain Marvel is that I didn't, I wasn't like, Oh, this movie was terrible. Here's all my problems with it. I thought that Brie Larson was very flat. Yeah. And I thought that they didn't do a very good job at developing her character and making you care about her. But there was enough other good stuff in the movie, like Ben Mendelsohn and the Skrulls, and of course um, Samuel L. Jackson as uh, Why Brain. What's his well, name? <clears throat> Phil Coulson was Nick there. Nick Fury. Yeah. Good lord. Oh, Nick, Nick Fury. Fury. Yeah, yeah. Nick yelled it from the other room. He was like, "Nick Fury." My brain was like, "Hmm, you're not going to think of stuff." Yeah. Nick Fury, and then yeah, Coulson, and the soundtrack was great, and those things were good. It was just those other things that they really fell down on. Would that made me leave the theater going, oh, that was disappointing, but not yeah. in the same way. Not, not in this level. Yeah. This, so, this that was to you, that was more of a misfire. This was just a disaster. Exactly. Know? Exactly. The, the, this that was a, Captain Marvel was like a like a flat tire. This was the Titanic, you know. <laughs> exactly. It was just like, dude, what did you guys do? What yeah. And do? and that's that was the question that I asked you because Anybody who knows uh, us from the Marvel shows that we did over the years, they know how you felt about Captain Marvel. And so I was like, well, let's compare Wonder Woman 1984 to Captain Marvel. And for you to say that, oh, no, that is better. Uh, I know. That, yeah. Now, I know. Uh, in in a little bit, uh, we're going to chat with at least one person who liked the movie. There are a couple people who enjoyed it. And I'm like, I just I just 
you know, look, I, I always say like, I'd love to love a movie like this. I just couldn't, you know? Yeah, no, I mean, that's, oh God. So that's the problem that I had with, I was the person that didn't hate Suicide Squad as yeah, much as everybody sure. did. The second half really fell apart for me, but the yeah. first half, there were parts of it that I, I actually enjoyed. It was the Enchantress when they brought her in. I was like, Ooh, they yeah. did not do a great job there, but but there were a lot of characters that I liked. I liked all the actors who played all the characters. And I like sort of that first half that they kind of set up. Really looking forward to James Gunn's Suicide Squad. Yeah. Which you'll be able to watch on HBO Max. You won't even have to go to a movie theater. I'm so excited. <laughs> yeah, I think that's no. going to be cool. When is that supposed to be coming out? I think it's over the summer. Uh, I, uh, I, I'll, I'll give you an answer in a second. I'll look it up. Um, have you had a chance to watch WandaVision yet? Yes, I watched both uh, episodes. What uh, what have you thought so far about uh, WandaVision? Oh, I love it. I absolutely love it. I think it's there's only two episodes. It was hard for me because I wanted to keep going. And I was like, there aren't any more. But it's obviously yeah. they're setting stuff up. But I yeah. love the sitcom style that they're they're doing and all of these throwbacks to all of these different sitcoms. I definitely there was some I Dream of Jeannie in there. Obviously, I love Lucy. There, I, there were a bunch. There yeah, were a there, bunch. There's, there's I, I Dream of Jeannie. There's Bewitched. There's so much. Bewitched. And uh, I, uh, of course, am a very important member of the media, and I've seen the first three episodes. Oh, and, uh, well, look that, at you. Stylistically, you'll like that. And uh, it does the same thing the first two episodes do, where you get just a little bit of information about what the hell is actually going on. Exactly. You know? so, they sprinkle it in. Yeah. So you're watching this thing and you're like, oh my God, this is so reminiscent of all yeah. these sitcoms and they're funny. They have all these great lines in there that it's actually yeah. funny, but it's sprinkled in with these things that you're like, oh, things are not right. So it teases you to being like, oh my God, what's going on? Like, why is this? Right. Why, 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 why is this? And there's all these theories and all these possible Easter eggs. And then it's there like- There are, and there are Easter eggs. They had the Hail Hydra or the Hydra- <laughs> Um, logo like that was the, in there, so it's you're like, oh, what did they watch. have? To do with it? And, yes, and you have the the Stark Industries toaster that you're mm -hmm. waiting for it to pop up, like the bomb in her apartment when her and Pietro were little. There's so many little things in there, you don't really know where it's going to go. Uh, but you know the uh, you you've uh, uh, a couple of times you've done a show with uh, myself and my uh, co-host for Marvel Movie Talk, which we do on the Blackcast YouTube channel, uh, Michael Shirley. And just the point that I always feel like because you guys are so good on a show together, as soon as we were done talking about the first two episodes, he texted me and he wanted all the spoilers from episode three. And uh, I'm like, oh, that reminds me of somebody that I know. Um, I want all the spoilers. I am. It is taking every ounce of self-control I have in me not to make you tell me what happened in episode three. I'm not going to do it. There's a couple things. There's a couple things I could spoil for you, but I wouldn't Christian, do it on the show. Christian. That's uh, well, oh true. I know I could. Um, anyway, well, I, I will let you go in a moment, but uh, what else are you finding the time to watch these days? Obviously, Mandalorian season two was uh, I did amazing. finish that. A fan fantastic, fucking yeah. great. I'm so excited that they're going to let John Favreau do more in yeah. the Star Wars universe. I think they should. I think I mean, they should the let him and Dave Filoni handle everything. Yeah, I mean, the book of Boba Fett, I'm like, yeah, that's that's everything that I wanted. You I know. Did. Yeah. It's First of all, you get to see that whole story, which is amazing. It's this character that we don't get much backstory on. He was a fan yeah. favorite character that showed up in the movies for a total of probably like, what, 30 minutes altogether. But yeah, Everybody I think he had like he between Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi, I think he had like four lines, and I'm not exaggerating. Yeah. 
Yeah. No, seriously. But he becomes yeah. this fan favorite character that everybody loves. Everybody loves yeah. Boba Fett. So now we get to see more about that character and we get more Ming-Na Wen, which I am always here for. AKA your best friend, Ming-Na Wen, who uh, at Comic-Con a couple years ago told you, uh, what'd she say, that you're adorable? Or I'm what was adorable. it? She said, yeah. she was like, look, you're, or I think she said, look at you, so cute or adorable. It was something like that. Yeah. So cute or adorable. Which, and I was like, which clearly she just doesn't know you because she doesn't know me what at she all. What she should have said is like, <laughs> wait a minute, why do I smell trash? Right? I managed but, to like somehow sneak by that. Um, yeah. Uh, anything else you've uh, had a chance to watch lately before I let you go? I just uh, always good to know what's uh, obviously you're so busy creating content. You don't always have time to watch the content. It's it is legitimately really hard when you're doing yeah. so many things and creating and do and all over the place. People send me all these recommendations and have you watched this and have you watched this? And I'm always like, oh, God, no, <laughs> it gets yeah. it's really hard to keep up with everything. Um, but I did finish The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. I finished all of it. And, and that's and that's over now, right? They, that is over now, out. which I'm legitimately bummed about. And I was honestly kind of let down by the ending. Ah, uh, that's the worst when a show ends. Yeah, and, uh, it, it was the the season was fine. There were some issues I had with it. I still enjoyed it though. I enjoyed the show enough. It it almost makes me want to go back and watch it again because I'm like, oh, I missed the first season or part one. That being said, they did a good job. I think that they had, I don't, I don't know if I didn't look into it, but I thought I read that they had to change the ending because it got canceled. So that's probably why anytime that happens, the ending is always a little bit lackluster. I don't want to spoil it yeah. for anyone for watching it, but no, yeah, that's fine. It's uh, yeah. Well, that's too bad, but uh, I'm sure that uh, Kiernan will find uh, something uh, else, uh, obviously, because my wife worked on Mad Men uh, when she was very little. She would always be at the these parties, and you know, she I don't even know how old she was. She was like 14, but she was like a grown-up, just the way that she handled herself and like talked, and you're just like, who is this weird like creature, you know, who's right, like- tiny who, adult person. This tiny adult person who's so much classier than I am, uh, right. which doesn't take much. Let's be honest. Doesn't take much. Doesn't yeah, take let's much. be real. And I think that's probably a big part of what drew me into that show is the yeah. characters in it were really good. And not just her. She was great. I loved her in that. But I also loved all the supporting characters that they had. Roz. Um, there was, there's also Nick Scratch. He's in that show. And I didn't even realize that because I looked up the cast as soon as it ended. I was like, I'm not going to see these guys again. Now you get attached <laughs> to characters and actors sure, when you're like, watch a show. And I was like, oh, no. He's from Maui. He's like this Hawaiian kid. And I was like, oh, oh wow. Hey. Yeah, I had no idea. I was like, that's really cool. Anytime I see someone from Hawaii, like making it out there, I'm like, yeah, <laughs> it's exciting. Yeah. Well, uh, maybe, maybe one day you'll get back to Hawaii, but you haven't been there in what, like five years at this point? Seven. Oh, seven and seven. a half. Yikes. Yeah, we're coming well, up on eight you, years. You went the wrong direction. You went from Los Angeles to New Jersey. You've gotten further, further away now. Yeah. I know. The dummy. <laughs> Well, Zia, if people want to keep in touch with you on Twitter and Instagram, it's at Zia underscore land. Uh, and I, I I, feel like Chip Chipperson doesn't need me to promote his podcast, but it is so much fun to watch you on it, it because is. one, in, you interacting with Chip is fun because he does this really bad like flirt with you thing, even though he knows that uh, you're married. And I think that's better to say your hubby won't complain, you know, whatever. But then it's like, you know, you've been on with, Anthony Kumi a couple of times. You were on with Aaron Berg, who's so goddamn funny, and Bobby Kelly. I'm forgetting who else, but you've been Rich on Voss. with all these people. Rich Rich Voss, yeah. The most recent one was Kevin Brennan and Karen yeah. Feehan. Oh, yeah. And Karen Feehan is always sort of like this person that you and I talk a lot about because we like her. Because she's yes, kind of a trashy person, her. you know? Yes. She's, she's really funny, but she's very trashy. And her uh, social media is just 
you know, there's just so she just puts the trash out there and she's like, what? So I love it. I love it. Yeah, I'm excited to get caught up on that. And uh, uh, would you kindly is the show that you're on sometimes with uh, with. Sorry, which guy is it? Brian Johnson? Brian I was gonna say Walt, Walt Flanagan, but that's the other guy. That's the uh, other guy. And, yeah, and uh, most weeks uh, it's Eric Nagel, right? And sometimes they post video, and sometimes they have to blur out the video because of a nip slip. Yeah, sometimes the nips come out. <laughs> it yeah. just happens, you know. It happens to the best of us. Or the trashiest. I was gonna say, or in your case, the worst of us, isn't it? Well, Zia, it's always fun to talk to you. I know we usually only get to just trade texts, but uh, I know your birthday is coming up. And just remember, I got you something last year, so I don't need to get you anything this year. Yeah, uh, that's supposed to be good for 69 years. Yeah, the but then that's year. the ridiculous thing is that now you're on Chip's podcast all the time, and I got you a cameo with it. It was just like, well, now you could have gotten one for free. So I feel like it was a little bit wasted, but uh, well, no, it was fantastic, and we got some great content out of it did. for your podcast for the Blackcast yeah, for the Blackcast. I, and, I and enjoyed those, it, and those videos are there from our our, uh, our little uh, birthday. And you got me a, a happy birthday cake that said you wanted to say sock cucker, but they wouldn't write it right. They wouldn't write sock cucker. They had to do the little asterisks in the cake. I was like, God, you guys, God damn it, cut the part out. <laughs> Apparently, they also thought it was too vulgar. I mean, clearly it was too vulgar. Um, all right. Well, Zia, thank you. And I'm, I'm glad that uh, it wasn't just me that Wonder Woman 1984 really was not good. You know how my pal Will Sterling is such like a DC movies homer. Uh, even he realized, like, as it sat in, as days went by, he was just like, no, it's not very good. You know? Yes. Yeah. So when, got our side. When Who was the lose, one that liked it? He's that uh, person momentarily i'm going to chat with friend of show uh sam whitfield uh who yeah. he liked it and jason blair who's been on the blackcast in the past may or may not come on and talk about it as well uh he also liked it to the extent that when i posted about when i posted about how i liked wandavision he's like you were so wrong on wonder woman 1984 i don't know if i trust your opinion anymore and i'm like what i'm like wonder woman 1984 is trash wandavision but is amazing what him, you and literally almost 99% of yeah. the other people who saw it, he's in the minority. He does not I'm get not, to make that statement. I'm not the one guy who didn't like it, you know? Yeah, like, no, yeah. you're you're in the majority. Most people didn't like it. And, and that's all coming from people that wanted to like it. This is not all people like, I wanted to love this. I went into it thinking I was going to like it. Yeah, I, I, I was... Even when people started not liking it, I'm like, yeah, Same. but I could probably still like it, you know. Same. I was like, no, nah, I bet it's not that bad. I, Boy, was I, I liked I liked New Mutants, and it was not very well reviewed, you know. So, which I'm sure you still have to watch, even though I gifted you six dollars on Amazon. I know. Yes, I still I, have that. I should have only given there. you five dollars so you could watch it in standard def instead of high def. I don't even remember the last time I watched anything in standard def. Yeah, I don't think I do either. No, you know, every once in a while, you know, I, I, I've been cheap sometimes with like when you buy a TV show, sometimes it's a dollar cheaper to buy it in standard def. And if it's like just something that I missed, I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to spend like, you know, five dollars to watch this show, but I'll spend four. That's <laughs> but hilarious. That's who I am. Anyways, at Z underscore land, all those places we talked about. Uh, her birthday is coming up on February 1st. Twitch. Zia Land, make sure that you visit her. And you actually have like a schedule for Twitch, right? It's yes, like I every do. week. Yeah. Yep. Why don't you tell everybody what it is so they know when to catch you? And you know, it's great to watch Zia on Twitch, especially when she ends up with green slime all over her face. But you'll also see me in the chat occasionally. 
that. Christian likes to stop by. Um, yeah, it's a twitch.tv slash Zealand. Super easy to check out. And I stream Monday and Tuesday nights at 7 p.m. That's Eastern time. Then I stream Thursday, 4 p.m. at Eastern time and Sunday, 4 p.m. at Eastern time. And I am not on on Fridays. However, Nick and his friends do a show on my channel on Friday nights at 8 p.m. It is called Something Brooklyn Live. My favorite is Nick's group of friends. They're a very diverse group of friends. They were talking about what they wanted to name the show and one of them was like let's call it the minority report and it just made me laugh um <laughs> but they're they're a fucking phenomenal group of people and it's a really fun show so check that out too by the way uh i don't think i ever told you this but uh one of your uh followers kaz mike 1966 gifted me a tier one subscription to zealand oh kaz shout out to kaz i have There's no idea what that means though and it means that you can use my emotes and you get ad-free viewing and you get double the channel points. And if you ever want to play games with us, subs get where well, I'm going to start doing community games too. subs get uh, first. Like I'll play with subs is what I'm saying. Okay, not so it, let me know if you play the uh, Atari 2600 Pac-Man and then I'm in. You know what game I think that you would enjoy and that you could actually do because it takes no skill at all except for a skill oh. in being a, a, a liar. That sounds like <laughs> me, yeah. Exactly right. It's called Among Us. I think you would actually be good at Among Us. All right. Well, I'll, I'll look into it, and uh, we can't wait till the next time we have you back Among Us here oh, on the podcast. Fucking home, Chipperson. Home run. And uh, now, very excited to uh, have making his triumphant return to the Blackcast, Sam Whitfield, Savage Sam, for those watching the video, uh, Sam W underscore NGC. And I feel like I've asked, but what does the NGC stand for? Uh, NGC stands for uh, Next Gen Conservative, which is a podcast network I started, uh -huh. which is... Uh, kind of more or less defunct, but when I started my uh, Twitter account, much like our friend Will Sterling, uh, at, at Sam Whitfield was already taken, and um, even though the guy has only tweeted like twice since 2007. Very similar to Will Sterling's, and uh, you know, having a defunct broadcast network uh in your twitter handle uh seems like a ridiculous thing especially when you're coming from christian dmz for the dennis miller zone which of course uh that zone has been paved over uh a couple of times actually but uh so it's fun that we have that in common yeah it's uh but you know it and I've thought about changing it, but then you have to go and, you know, change it on like your website and all that stuff. So it might as well keep it. Welcome back to the Blackcast. It's an honor to have you making your triumphant return here. Thank you for having me. And uh, I know it's a bit late, but happy new year. I think this is the first Blackcast I've been in for 2021 as well. I think so. I think you yeah. were in the chat for our uh, last week's or the previous episode where we talked about Wonder Woman. And uh, yeah, obviously, I always, yeah, I always enjoy chatting with you on the show. But uh, when you let me know that you enjoyed Wonder Woman 1984 and a friend of Blackcast, Jason Blair, also says that uh, my summary of wonder woman 1984 is also wrong so i wanted to uh invite you back on and uh just your thoughts uh what was your expectation heading into wonder woman 1984 
What did you think of the previous one, Wonder Woman 2017, for lack of a better word? Uh, and uh, just talk about sort of heading into Wonder Woman 1984. Well, first off, I don't think uh, Wonder Woman 1984 was perfect. I definitely, uh, you know, think it does have some flaws uh, that I think you guys addressed uh, very clearly in the last uh, broadcast. But when I say I like it, I don't. What I mean by that is I don't necessarily think it's Batman and Robin uh, bad, as some people are suggesting it. it is. I think there are worse comic book fan movies out there um, that we've had, including Suicide Squad. I, I think this ranks above uh, the, the Suicide Squad movie. Um, but also, I think my expectations of what this movie was going to be were kind of different from what other people thought it might be because like I remember uh, seeing the initial trailer for Wonder Woman 1984 and to me it seemed pretty clear that it was going to kind of be um, kind of like a, a cheesy not necessarily cheesy but kind of more like a fun 80s style adventure film more like Raiders of the Lost Ark um, again not saying that it's at the same level as Raiders, but I, I don't think it was ever meant to be nearly as serious in tone as um, perhaps Justice League or any of the other DC movies. So I Right. You weren't going to head into this uh, expecting Avengers Endgame. And I mean, it definitely, they, they went for something that was lighter. Uh, and as I talked about previously, you know, my wife felt like just because it's set in the 80s doesn't mean they needed to make a bad 80s action movie. And I don't think they had the word bad in their recipe when they were trying to do it. But yeah, I think that they wanted to get that, that spirit and just sort of the feeling of watching something that is your uh, typical 80s movie. Uh, you know, and uh, just for some of us, uh, it didn't really uh, work out. But uh, what were uh, some of the things that you liked most about Wonder Woman 1984? Maybe compared to other comic book movies, maybe there was something you got from it that uh, you usually don't. I actually thought that that um, that the opening of scene, which a lot of people thought was, you know, bad. I mean, it is bad, but part of me also thought that well, maybe that's what they were going for, kind of. Do you mean the you mean the the scene in the mall, right? Not yeah, when she's the, a little girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, that's what I thought you meant. I just wanted to clarify. Yeah, yeah. The, uh, the scene at the scene at the mall. Uh, one of the complaints that I heard a lot was, well, it seemed like it was a really bad kind of cheesy '80s style, you know, scene, and I'm kind of like, well, isn't that what they wanted? I'm not necessarily seeing the i'm not necessarily seeing how that's a that's a bad thing i in other words i think some of the things that people are complaining about are maybe some of the things that they were actually maybe going for in the movie but like that like that mall scene but then again i don't i don't know yeah no i mean it's hard to know unless you're one of the people involved but yeah it's a valid point that it's it's by design it's like this intentionally you know and that is, I think, maybe infuriating from people who have come to expect more from their comic book movies. And really, I mean, it's starting with the Tim Burton Batman. So, you know, the first like huge DC movie in, you know, basically in a decade, because that was in 1989. The yeah. first Richard Donner Superman was great. 
as you know, the, the third and fourth ones are pretty bad, uh, those sequels. And this sort of felt more like those, you know, where it's like, oh, it's kind of a really silly story. But even in those two Superman sequels, you're like, yeah, but I love Christopher Reeve as Superman. And of course, as Clark Kent. So, I mean, she's great. She's great. Anything I've ever seen her in, but she's great as Wonder yeah. Woman, you know, so you could put her in like, you know, a much worse story than this and be like, yeah, but you know, it's just like, it's the example I always use is if you see the, uh, the star Wars Christmas special it, from 1978, it's so awful, but you watch Harrison Ford in it and you're like, oh no, he's Han Solo right now. He, he's like owning the terrible material, but he's still great in it. You know, yeah. so you're great. You can really stand out in a, in a movie that is otherwise leaving a lot to be desired, you know? And that's, that's one thing that I think uh, Gal Gadot did really well. I think that at one point, maybe she kind of realized, okay, we're in a, we're in a terrible, you know, this isn't really going that great, but you know, we're, we're just going to lean into it. Same thing with uh, Pedro Pascal as Max Lord. I was kind of, uh, initially disappointed with the Max Lord character because I feel like that character is in the comics at least is supposed to be more ruthless and just downright evil. And I mean, really the Max Lord character that we got here really didn't even seem like that much of a villain, to be honest. He seemed more of like a kind of like a wayward soul that you feel bad for. And I, yeah, I think that uh, he was definitely more cartoony or accurately comic booky, you know. Yeah. And, and sometimes I think you're you get used to the idea of having like almost like a, a Lex Luthor or General Zod or a Thanos, you know. When you have like that level of adversary, you know, you're you we've kind of become conditioned to that. Uh, and uh, I think that uh, you know people uh, people like. Pedro, Pedro Pascal, I think uh, I know him mostly from The Mandalorian, uh, but uh, I think uh, you you mentioned uh, in the chat last week uh, that you enjoyed Narcos, which he was on, right? Yeah, it, it was. It's funny because uh, you know Narcos is also an eighty is also an eighties piece. Yeah. I mean, it takes place partially in the seventies too, but um, it, it was it was really kind of surprising because I feel like. Um, you know, Pedro Pascal could have played this much more serious, but uh, again, the the role of Max Lord was so hammy that I feel like he just kind of leaned into it. And you know, if if that's what you were expecting, then he did a um, good job as far as that goes. Um, yeah. Um, one of the things I wanted to uh, ask you about was something that we talked about last week, uh, and you know, it's sort of the political aspect of this which is in the film itself they have the president who i really can't tell i still to this very minute while i'm talking to you was that supposed to be ronald reagan was that supposed to be some mr president made up character because he looked enough like him where i'm like i guess but he didn't really act like him he didn't sound like him what do you think when you were watching that were you like oh this is reagan or were you like oh there is no way that this is supposed to be reagan you know, it, it's funny that you asked that because I, I I was kind of wondering the same thing. I almost thought that it was. I mean, at times it seemed like Reagan, but at one, but at a few points too, it almost seemed kind of like George Bush won me, maybe in some 
um, instances. Uh, 41? Yeah, that's yeah. fair. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's why I think it, it, it's sort of taking elements of other presidents, real and fictitious. So, uh, and, you know, I mean, at least they didn't have, like, you know, Rich Little doing, like, an impression of Reagan, you know, because that's always distracting. Like, he did that. He played Johnny Carson in the uh, the Late Shift movie for HBO, and it's just, yeah. like, it, see Rich Little in a movie is very distracting, you know? So, uh, yeah, I was just sort of wondering uh, about that, and then... I guess the other part of that is, and we touched on this last week, is there's this idea that there's this issue of like non-consent for the guy who is not Chris Pine's character, but Steve Trevor's in his body. And I said this last week, I'm like, if you told that guy, you know that girl you just talked to? Yeah, you banged her last week. I'm like, I did? Oh my God, that's awesome. I, I don't know. I mean, it's like, it's an 80s movie. And I'm like, how is that an issue? Like, why are people even having that conversation? There, you know? Yeah. There, so there are a few things. I think the biggest thing that bothered, that bothered me about this movie was the, the whole thing with, uh, Chris Pine slash Steve Rogers, not necessarily coming back, but I hated the Steve way that Trevor, they, Steve Rogers is yeah. in America. Steve. Trevor. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. Steve Trevor. Yeah. Um, yeah. I got my universes mixed up there. <laughs> it's, um, it's hard to keep track. Yeah. But, um, so my biggest issue, my biggest issue w- with the whole Steve Trevor thing was how they brought Steve Trevor, Trevor back because I know that in DC um, they have the infinite, they have like the infinite uh, Earth theory, which is like, you know, we're not the only um, Earth that's out there. There are parallel uh, universes. I know there's one where like uh, Thomas Wayne is. Batman instead of Bruce Wayne. And I feel right, like, yeah. you know, that that's like deep DC lore stuff. I feel like maybe they could have done that to bring like maybe an alternate uh, Steve Trevor. And instead of having uh, his, his spirit or whatever uh, possess, you know, a guy. Um, yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's definitely, and look, it's, Again, it's a comic book movie. You you can only take it so seriously, but it still just seemed like a bit of a logic flaw in like how he's there and why he's there. But uh, look, I like Chris Pine. Uh, I I think that uh, it was there was definitely some fun to him being there. But uh, on the whole, I was largely disappointed in the movie uh, yeah. to the extent where I haven't been able to bring myself to rewatch it. Even though I could watch it for free for a few more days on HBO Max, I still can't bring myself. To sit through it again, um, did you uh, did you see it on HBO Max or did you go to a theater to see it, Sam? So so I watched it on HBO Max. Okay. F- I, I watched it both times. Um, the first yeah. time was on Christmas when it premiered because yeah. uh, nothing else was really on. And I, I will say that I I liked it better the first time, but then kind of rewatching it, that was when I started to kind of pick out more of the the yeah. flaws and you can start film. to start to see the seams for like where it's maybe falling apart and whatnot. But yeah. uh, look, I'm glad you were able to enjoy it. I would have loved to have enjoyed it more. Uh, I talked about uh, a couple of times how my wife and I went to see it at the drive-in. We had a nice night out. Uh, the popcorn was amazing. So it was an experience. It was fun, uh, but ultimately disappointing. You know, look at a year where there were not that many new movies to see. Uh, this was uh, a bit of a disappointment. 
Uh, I think that uh, we should get some we should get some fun stuff uh, this year. We'll see how movies are released and where they're released. You know, there there will be the the new Suicide Squad movie from James Gunn. So uh, yeah. Marvel has a, Marvel has Black Widow and Eternals, and I don't even remember what else they have off the top of my head. So well, uh, hopefully. Hopefully we can get back to, uh, you know, getting a, a lot of movies out. However, they whether they're in theaters or what HBO Max is doing, where they're in theaters and you can watch them streaming. And I'm sorry, what were you going to say, Sam? Yeah, well, and that's one thing I wanted to to kind of bring up, too, is I think maybe I, I, I think had there been other movies that had come out this year or in 2020, rather, I don't think I would have enjoyed uh, this one quite as much. But yeah. I think. This was on my list of like, oh, well, okay, well, I enjoyed it, but that's really because there wasn't, uh, you know, anything that really came out this year other than perhaps like, you know, Tenet and then The Mandalorian as far as shows. Yeah. Went, so. Yeah, no, no, it's uh, it's been a great year for, uh, for streaming, but uh, obviously not for uh, the box office. You know, I mean, 2020 had, uh, had, had a few movies come out in the first three months, and then uh, it really slowed down a lot after that. Um, yeah. Well, well, Sam, I'm glad you were able to enjoy it. And uh, I uh, wanted to take just a few minutes here because I know on your podcast, The Whitfield Report, you talk about uh, entertainment, you talk about pop culture, but uh, it's predominantly a political show. So since I'm talking to you on Inauguration Day, I just wanted to take a couple minutes for some of your thoughts on, uh, look, the guy you didn't vote for being sweared, sworn in today. I, I just almost said the, the term sweared in, but I caught myself sworn in today. And, uh, you know, even if it's the guy you didn't vote for, uh, if there's if there's anything you're able to be hopeful for as uh, we look forward. Yeah, I'm I'm hoping that, uh, you know, look, I I know a lot of people are kind of in, uh, you know, dire states. They think that the country is, you know, they're either real happy or they think that the country is, uh, you know, on its last legs. And look, I don't I don't think we're nearly. uh you know, in as much trouble as people think they are. I, I'm hoping that Biden proves a lot of people wrong and actually is a, you know, a decent president. I am hopeful for, for that. Um, I definitely think that I'm more interested to see where the Republican party goes post uh, Trump, you know, kind of how they recover from, uh, you know, Trump's admittedly questionable legacy, especially yeah, I mean, there, there, there wasn't a le there was a legacy that uh, you would have had a lot of people that would uh, try to discredit uh, before uh, the election, uh, and then just what he did in the few months after that, uh, just really sidelined, uh, you know, any of the things that were accomplished. It's like, well, yeah, but now history is sort of framed by what happened after the election and uh you know i mean just sort of and, and look there are still plenty of people there's people that you and i are mutually facebook friends with who are still convinced that uh that he was right that the election was stolen and uh you know and i, I don't even know how much uh, you know what stock you put into that but there's still plenty of people who feel that and <clears throat> you know if it, at some point he had said like, oh, I can't believe I lost to this guy, but I did lose to this guy. Even if he'd said that this morning, you know, on inauguration day, if he'd been like, yeah, I did lose. Can't believe it. But, it, you know, don't worry, I'll be back. 
But so never actually coming to terms with it, uh, I think just helps perpetuate it, you know? I, and I, I think that that's, unfortunately, that's really what his legacy is. Go ahead, Sam. I, th I think the other, the other thing too, that just get, gets me is this whole thing with, with QAnon that pop, that popped up uh, because I mean, QAnon has been around for a couple of years, but it, it's, it's never really up until recently been in the collective. And look, I, I always like to say that, well, I remember when Q meant two things, uh, the, the gadget guy on James Bond and then uh, the deity and Star Trek, the next generation. Right. right. Yeah. Those, those are my cues. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah those are, those are the, two cues that I supposedly trust. And, you know, I don't know. I, I get people who believe in Q who, uh, you know, email me stuff. So I've read some of what they believe and it's, it's, I mean, it's great science fiction, but that's about the, the height of it. Um, yeah. There's really yeah. nothing I, substantial to it. At yeah. All. And I mean, you had, you had that crowd even up until today where they were waiting. They're like, Wait a minute. What you know? Where's Where's General Flynn? You know, uh, aren't they supposed to storm up the steps and uh, arrest all these people? You know, and and they, and it's an interesting thing to look at on Twitter. There's all these uh, screen grabs of of Q related chats and just some of the things that people are like, I, I I can't believe that this didn't happen. You know, and like they were there until the end. Uh, you know, really uh, firmly believing that. Uh, you know that it's what a cabal of uh, vampire pedophiles and, you know, I mean, all, all, all that sort of stuff, you know? And it's just like, yeah, but it's, it's easy for them to believe that, but not the idea that, look, uh, president Trump got a lot of people to vote for him, but he was, you know, and he's very popular in certain circles, but there were a lot of people, Republicans included, who were just like, I don't think that this is, this is good for America. So as popular as he was, you had a lot of people who were like, you know, that's not what I can vote for. And it's the, it's, the, it was an interesting point somebody else made was that, you know, you had, uh, Trump got voted in because he was not Hillary. And our, our, our friend Dennis yeah. Miller would say that he was voting for not Hillary. So whoever was on the ballot in 2016, he was going to vote for whatever the vote was that meant not Hillary. And I think Joe Biden was the the not Trump candidate. I think that, you know, a lot of Democrats were like, this isn't the guy we thought, you know, we really wanted Bernie or we wanted Mayor Pete or we wanted somebody else. But, you know, this is the this is the the not Trump vote. So, you know, yeah. then the question will be, you know, in four years, is there the the well, I guess it's three and change the not Biden vote, or if people wonder about his health, uh, the not Kamala Harris vote. And I, I don't know. I mean, that's to your question is like where it all goes. It's hard to say your president, former president Trump saying he wanted to start a Patriot party, you know? And uh, I think that the damage that that would do to the Republican party is, is not insignificant. I mean, I certainly think that first off, I think that even if, uh, you know, even if Trump doesn't get, uh, I mean, he's already been impeached, but even if he doesn't get prosecuted or whatnot, I, I've heard rumors that he's going to run again in, you know, 2024, but I mean, the, the guy is 78 years old. I don't think that's, you know, going to happen even if, you know, yeah, he, he, if he had just lost, I will tell you that I think, 
if there's any Trump that's going to run again, I think it's Don Jr. And I think he's much more eloquent than his father is. But, you know, then again, yeah, who, I, I think I think you have a, a Ivanka likely to run for Senate or something like that. But I don't think she would run for president. But I could see Don Jr. Uh, running. Yeah. So. I don't know. I mean, it, look, it's always interesting to see what it is. And uh, I don't know. You're finding a lot of people who, uh, you know, you, you had the same thing when Obama was elected. And, and look, it was hard to find. But there were people uh, four years ago today when Trump was sworn in that were just like, look, you have to hope for the best because you can't root against America. You know, you like want the country to do well. You want like these guys to prove you wrong, you know, that, you know, yeah. maybe. Maybe uh, maybe things will go all right. And look, I think if he's able to take charge and a lot of people start getting the vaccine by the summer, if people can like go to the beach again, you know, and, and uh, not worry as much, I think that goes a long way, you know. And uh, I guess I guess we'll have to see. And uh, people can, of course, uh, head over to the Whitfield Report to uh, stay tuned. Uh, are you on specific nights, uh, or how does it work? Yeah, so I'm on. I'm on. Uh... Thursdays around like 4.30 p.m. And that's usually when I do my uh, political, I mean, that's usually when I do more of like a pop culture thing. And then Saturdays at 10 p.m. I I do like an hour of politics and then I do again an hour of like pop culture and whatnot, which I'm going to to be doing a lot more movie reviews and whatnot now that we're uh, out of the election year season. So, and now there's more, to talk and by the way i don't want to mess up the uh pr- past present future hour here but uh i uh you and i seem to be one of the only people out there that like or even understand what's going on with uh wandavision so far. yeah well i mean I think people like it but they're just like it's weird and i think that there's a lot of questions with wandavision but i think it's cool and i have the faith that they're going to tell us what it is. It's going to be explained. It's just not a movie. So we have to wait week to week. And as frustrating as it is, is that that's not a show that we can binge. It keeps us talking and it keeps us, you know, trying to guess what's going on. Like, what does this Easter egg mean? What is this reference to from a comic book? And what is that? And I mean, it's fun. I mean, the, the show that I do on my YouTube channel, Marvel movie talk, we do Fridays at uh, two Pacific five Eastern. Uh, we right now we're spending time dissecting WandaVision and we expect to do it for the remaining eight weeks of it, you know? And I think it's fun to have it to talk about. It makes for event television, the way the Mandalorian did, uh, you know, you don't get a lot of shows, not anymore that people watch essentially in real time. And then they, everybody wants to talk about it that day. And everybody's worried about, you know, like I had to sign out of Twitter before I watched the Mandalorian finale because I didn't want it to be spoiled, you know? And, yeah. and, and, and I think it's great to have stuff that happens in the immediacy like that. Uh, and I feel like all will be revealed and uh, everybody will be happy with WandaVision. But uh, what do you think about WandaVision as you watch it, Sam? Well, I, I um, like I said, I, I like WandaVision. It, it kind of reminds me of a of a throwback to uh, not just the I Love Lucy and Dick Van Dyke show, but there is the element of I don't know if if you've seen the show uh, Twin Peaks at all, but Twin Peaks, yeah, uh, you know, obviously gets like very kind of psychedelic and trippy, somewhat with you yeah. know time and which, space and which whatnot. maybe they'll they'll turn into that 
skid when they get to like 80s and 90s episodes. I mean, there's some, you know, glimpses of things we've seen in the trailers for, you know, uh, 80s and 90s styles there at their house. So, uh, yeah, I mean, while they're still in whatever this is, this simulation or a dream or whatever it is, I hope that they explore stuff like that. Yeah, but Twin Peaks is a great call. I think uh, I think you can definitely find some just weirdness and uh, for lack of a better word. Um, and uh, I'm excited. I'm glad we have that. And, uh, you know, we're going to have the Falcon and Winter Soldier after that. We're going to have a Loki show. So even if uh, movie theaters uh, aren't happening where, where people live, uh, Disney Plus is going to bring it all to you. So uh, at least we have that, you know. Yeah. Uh, Sam, thank you, as always, for uh, being on and uh, standing up for Wonder Woman 1984. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for having, thank you for having me on. Uh, and as I mentioned, at Sam W underscore NGC. And thanks again to our pal Sam Whitfield. Now, uh, we bring it all on home with our friend Jason Blair, who <laughs> is on Twitter at Jason P. Blair. He thinks, I believe that uh, is accurate. Uh, this has been a big year for uh, tweeting. And uh, I think that uh, oh, actually 2020 was a big year. 2021, I don't yeah. think you've tweeted yet, have you? Not yet. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll try to... Uh... You know, well, I don't know how much I tweeted last year. I might have had ten last year, which is probably all I'd done put together. It's a lot. Twitter account yeah. in like two thousand nine or something. So, yeah, maybe now, I'll do like uh, a dozen. I, yeah, right, or Baker's dozen. We'll see. Now, I invited you uh, back onto the Blackcast today to uh, talk about something that you took umbrage with, which was. Uh, our reaction to Wonder Woman 1984, but then you did mention to me that you might have had a, a, a bit of a more interesting story. So we can, yeah. we can go whichever you want. Uh, we'll talk <laughs> about both things. It just depends on where you want to start. Yeah. Uh, well, we'll start with my day so you can see where I'm at. Um, basically, this all yeah. started on uh, um, Wednesday night. No, it was a Tuesday night. Uh, it was fish stick night, and so we had. I made a lot of fish sticks for my triplets, and Callum just gar he ate all of his like ten of them, and then uh, his sister didn't want them, so he ate like seven of his sisters, and then his brother ate like three of those. So he had like twenty fish sticks uh, on Tuesday uh, night, which is not. By a the good way, that combo. that is living the dream. Right there. Yeah. If, you know, yeah. the idea of having 20 fish sticks. I, I, I lay awake at night <laughs> wishing that I would have a day where I'd eat 20 fish sticks. Yeah. So uh, everything was good. He got up, went to school Wednesday morning because uh, we do have in-person school here in Austin and uh, got a phone call about 1030 in the morning that said that Callum had thrown up. So uh, because of that, uh, I had to come pick him up. Um, they told me that I needed to get a doctor to clear him and all this type of stuff, uh, before he could come back to school. So he had to have the next day totally off. Uh, he was fine after that, like was playing all day, enjoying himself. Uh, and then Thursday the, the doctor had already cleared him, but he had to have the day off. So he spent a lot of the day playing, uh, super Mario 3d all-stars, uh, and uh, just enjoying the day, even with the karate practice, having a blast, nothing wrong. So he gets up this morning and he says, do I have to go to school because I like being home when Eric and Isla have to go to school? And I said, yes, you have to go to school. And he goes, oh, I want to stay home and play Mario. I said, no, you got to go to school. 
So sure enough, I get a call today from the nurse that says that Callum says that his stomach is upset and uh, he thinks uh, he, the, he might have COVID and I need to come pick him up. <laughs> and she's very oh. stern with me because he had this, you know, he had thrown up three days before at school sure. and I rushed him back to school. Uh, and so he comes down when I pick him up at school, uh, he is skipping down the hallway with like the nurse is walking and he is coming down the hallway like this, uh, just ecstatic. And the first thing he says to me is daddy, can I go home and play Mario? And I said, dude, are you, are you sick? And he said, no. And so I look at the nurse and she said, Callum, is that what you, you told me? And he just kind of looks down and I said, well, are you feeling sick or not? And he says, I'm okay. Yeah. And the nurse, the nurse just says, now Callum, t tell me how you feel. And he said, I'm okay. And she kept asking him, she asked him about six times. And then on the sixth, she said, now, didn't you tell me? Yeah, I, I told you my stomach hurt. Yeah. And she said, well, you heard him. And unfortunately, if he has those symptoms over a 48-hour period, then uh, he's entered into our COVID protocol. He can't come back to school for 14 days unless you get a COVID test that's like a PCR. You know, right. it's got to be a specific one. And I'm like, are you serious? He he obviously just wants to play Mario. He's yeah, exactly. fine. And, you know, I, I'm sorry, but that's our policy. And so as soon as we get in the car, he's like, am I in trouble? And I said, why would you be in trouble? And he goes, I was just kidding about being sick because I wanted to play Mario. Yeah. And I was like, oh. so I had to take off the whole afternoon. I had to find the closest place that would do a 48-hour PCR test on someone under the age of 10, which was 40-minute drive away. Yeah, Scheduled him in paid the the money for the expedited stuff so you know hopefully we'll get that back sometime this weekend and he could go back to school but i told him that since daddy since he lied that daddy couldn't work this afternoon so i can't make money to pay the bank for our house so we'll need to find a smaller house and we're gonna have to move now <laughs> and you know hopefully we won't live in a cardboard box so uh and of course, all of his friends want to play, but we told him that he can't play until he gets the, the test back. We're not really worried about the test. We just want no. him to know that he can't be making this stuff up yeah, in the right, day and exactly. age of COVID. So that was my yeah. afternoon, and you, I was on the way doing that, and you were like, hey, you want to talk Wonder Woman? I'm like, if I can get all this done. So Yeah, uh, yeah. and it was interesting <laughs> because not on that level, but, uh, you know, I, uh, as people know, I have uh, two kids. Felix is five. Lucy is three. Uh, and, uh, you know, short week, we, they were off on Monday, but Lucy's been, Lucy had been home all week. Uh, part of it was that she was, she had had a, like a little bit of a stuffy nose. It was mostly allergies, but we take her once a year. She goes to the children's hospital in LA for like a whole day worth of meeting with a bunch of doctors. And once we kept her home one day, we're like, well, we really don't want her to walk into the hospital and, you know. Have everybody be like, "What's wrong with this kid? Why is, you know, why did you bring, why did you bring a sick kid to the hospital?" But no, in the sense of like they weren't, it wasn't that sort of a visit. So uh, yesterday he didn't want to go to school because Felix was a little. 
you know, he was a little bit stuffy and, and mm-hmm. I'm like, he was just doing it so much. I'm like, all right, we get it. Right. You, know, you have a stuffy nose. And so my wife took him to school, but he told yeah. the teachers that I have a headache and I don't want to be around the other kids. Cause they don't want to get them sick. <laughs> and he had mentioned to them that Lucy was homesick, even though it was oh, mostly yeah. allergies and largely yeah. preventative. So my wife had to go get him yesterday, Thursday. And today it was Friday, and I know the way that the episode is assembled together. You're like, wow, this is crazy. In a past, present, future yeah. hour. Oh, yes. No, at least at least we're traveling in a linear fashion. Okay. The earliest yeah. segment is the oldest segment, and then this final segment is the newest segment. But uh, like that, uh, all of a sudden it's two days later, and then by the time you hear it, it's probably another couple of days anyway. But so, and we kept her home again today because she had a scheduled pediatrician visit. And, you know, she looks, she's still a little sniffly and we're like, yeah, just, we don't want her to like, you know, because she's a little mm-hmm. irritable when she gets sick. So we let him stay home because it was like, he told us he was sick. We know he's not really sick. And at no time has he acted like he's really sick today. So right. we, and we've said to him a few times, it's like, you know, you're not acting sick. And when he thought that might've meant, and like he, this kid loves to go to school. Like he, you know, he loves to go to preschool. He has so much fun going back to school in the middle of August, they were both so happy. They'd never really been happier. They were so glad to be rid of us, you know, being locked in the house most of the time with us. Mm-hmm. And yet the idea that he, that Lucy was home and he had to go to school. Uh, yep. I think after a day and a half of that, he was like, Oh no, I'm not, I'm not into that. I'm not down with this. Homie don't play that <laughs> right. so, uh, old reference. Uh, so they're both yeah. home today. And then of course, like my wife doesn't work every single day. And then today turned into a day where she had to work in the morning. And I'm like, great, this is exactly what we wanted. So, right. uh, but not on the level where he told them, he's like, I think I have COVID. Right. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't think he knows it as COVID, but he would have said, I'm pretty sure I have the coronavirus. If, if yeah. he thought of that, that's, I think that's what my kids say too, is Corona. I don't think he might've said COVID. I think yeah. they usually say coronavirus. So. Cause like we got, we got convinced that we needed to tell them about the coronavirus where I'm still convinced, like, you know, once they went back to school, you know, the, if, being home for like five months, I think that was when they were like, what's going on. But at this mm-hmm. point, you know, it's like how to talk to your kids about a global pandemic. Uh, don't, you yeah. know, like how to, <laughs> How to how to talk to your kids about uh, the 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 siege of the U.S. Capitol on January sixth? Oh, I know. Don't. Yeah. How to, talk to kids, how to talk to your kids about the election? Don't. And I'm talking yeah. about kids my age. Like your kids are in high school, then you know they they need to know things because they they can't be that stupid when they go to college. Right. Uh, but yeah, so I've had to get some of those rapid tests because uh, there have been a couple of times that there was once a teacher tested positive at Felix's school, and then another time it was a parent of one of the kids in the other class, and so it's just like I'm going to pay for the rapid test, which they're not cheap. Right. Uh, 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 allegedly, uh, my wife's insurance reimburses for them, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, and we've, we've had to get them. And the thing about the rapid test, my understanding is the rapid tests are like 50% accurate. So it's like, you don't yeah. even really know. And like, it's not really telling you anything. It's basically just like, can you write, can you write me a letter that says my kid can go back to school? Thanks. Right. Yeah. So, uh, but, uh, so the test will come back sometime over the weekend and, uh, yeah. I'm going to assume that 
he'll be back in school on Monday. And uh, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm sure hoping so. Because if he's not, then that means we, we're all quarantining for the yeah. next. Oh, forever. yeah. No, no, I mean because the test will be negative. But uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, that, that, yeah. And I think that the maybe the, the fish stick regimen should be kept, uh, you know, under 10, yeah. perhaps. Yeah. I keep it, keep it down around my Twitter account and it'll be good. Um, and yeah. Cause they just do, it's funny nowadays, like kids always do stupid stuff, but with, with COVID, like it can have serious meanings. Cause I know like our kids, like one of them will cough, like they'll just go. Yeah. And then the other two around and they, all of a sudden it's like a coughing contest. Yeah. And they literally cough so much that they actually start making themselves cough. So they're wa- you know, we'll be walking around somewhere and all my kids are just going <coughs> and people are looking and it's just like they're playing like a game and then they work themselves up. But, you know, all of a sudden we're, you know, the most disgusting, you know, bringing Corona into the world family. And it's like they're, they're just six. They're just doing dumb things. So, yeah, it's <laughs> It's a new world. But. Yeah, no, I know. And even when I was at the children's hospital with Lucy yesterday, when she would cough, I would like sort of over explain like, oh yeah, she's got allergies right now. And they're like, uh, it's okay. You know, they, they like, they know that sometimes a cough is uh, just a cough, you know, right. and uh, it, uh, but it's like the nurse even mentioned, it's like, oh yeah, everybody always feels like they need to explain like, you know, if they sneeze or like, you know, even what I've like ever coughed in public, you know, this is uh this is the beginning of January. And in, in the last week it went from basically being like in the fifties to like the high eighties and now back to the fifties. So for the most part, this is when uh, a lot of people have their allergies bother them. Right. Uh, that's how Lucy caught a cold. We're sure, you know, and, and it's just like, Oh yeah. So now like I've had a cough and I'm like, I need to hold it in. I, I, yeah. I, can't be cough- I can't be coughing at the supermarket, even though I have a mask on. Everybody's like, what was that? You know, it's almost right. like you'll be asked to leave. Uh, it's like, you know, no, no, no shirt, no shoes, no service, no mask, no service. And also coughing gets you kicked out as well. So, right. Um, yeah. You so try to do those soft coughs that like never kind of work. Like, you yeah, that, kinda... <laughs> yeah. Like you try to hold most of it in. Yeah, exactly. It's like, this isn't working. You have to do it like 20 times, which yeah. sound even weirder than just doing one loud cough. So, yeah. well, <laughs> I think, I think that, uh, Callum obviously has, uh, we've talked in the past about, uh, an influence on his life uh, where he perhaps uh, plays fast and loose with the truth. And that would be, of course, J. Jonah Jameson, publisher of the Daily Bugle. Uh, I <laughs> yeah. think that uh, realizing that if you sort of alter the facts, you might actually get what you want. Uh, mm-hmm. So uh, I'm sure yeah. J. Jonah Jameson would be proud of uh, saying like, uh, I think I might have Corona. Can I go home and play Mario? <laughs> right. Ah, uh, this is your fault, J.K. Simmons. But, yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. All right. So now that uh, we uh, had that fun, uh, so I wanted to. This is our our second uh, episode where we talk about Wonder Woman 1984, mm-hmm. and uh, you uh, posted on Facebook that you didn't trust my summation of WandaVision, which is fantastic, by the way. Uh, you didn't trust it because I was so wrong on Wonder Woman 1984. Uh, it was a it was a film that was largely devoid of charm. Uh, there was not much fun to it, uh, and uh, even for the standards of a comic book movie, it was hard to follow. 
uh and it was you know and and you just now with your ringtone made better usage of 80s music than that stupid movie did there's like mm. half an 80s song into it and hey, I well, that, was, that was a jay-z song so uh, i know but i just yeah. for, the sake, <laughs> for the sake of the show i pretended it was an 80s song I, okay. i'm surprised it wasn't jodeci though yeah it should should be i should i should work on getting a jodeci ringtone so yeah i'm sure there's so, lots of them out there so um, uh, where, why were we so wrong? What what do you know better? What did you get out of And by the way, I would have loved to have watched it and been like, oh, I don't care what people said. That was fun. I wish I had yeah. enjoyed it. You know, I, it was just, I think it was just so surprised actually with Will more than anything because he's usually the DC fanboy. I'm, you know, I was kind of, I think, with in tune with you and, and, uh, probably Coltrane back at the time, as far as like you know, Superman, you know, the Superman movie and Man of Steel and Batman versus Superman, and and he was always like kind of, you know, rooting for him, and and so I watched this. I was, you know, wanting it to be good, and so I didn't come in. I watched it. I think the first day it came out before kind of all this negative buzz of you know sort of hit, and it definitely had a lot different feel than the first one, but. One thing for me with the first one was sort of like the end. Everybody's calling me now. I'm sorry. I need to shut my ringer off. But um, um, the whole God. Jameson thanking you for the shout out. Right, right. You know, like the the sort of the God battle at the end, and 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 that's the thing is, I know that Wonder Woman really has a lot of you know, mystical, I mean, she's the daughter of Zeus and all this type of stuff. So you're never going to sort of completely be devoid of that stuff. But that was one thing at the end of that movie that I thought the lead up was really good, but then the final battle was just a little over the top. Um, so I'm not the type of person that just needs there to be action from beginning to end on, on a movie. Um, uh, at first when it started, I will say I fell in love with it because when I lived in Washington, DC, I actually lived across the street from the mall that they filmed that, uh, scene at the Springfield mall in Virginia. So I was like, Oh, I know this place. And it really still kind of looks the same. Yeah. It still looks like uh, the eighties. I like that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So that was, uh, that was cool. And, and also I just, you know, being, having lived in DC, just, you know, sometimes when you live in a place, you just connect to it a little bit more knowing where they're at and stuff. So that was a nice thing. Um, and then I just kind of liked the character development of Kristen Wiig's character. I, look, I didn't love that she turns into like a leopard or a cheetah. Or yeah. yeah. At the end, like I didn't love that. Um, but I really kind of liked the motivation. I, I like it when the villains have a motivation and in some of the, some of the superhero movies, it's just, they're bad. They just want to destroy everything. She was, I could understand why she didn't want to let that power go. She was sort of a, uh, you know, had, had didn't people didn't pay attention to her. And, and I think she was sort of a good person, but then it's like, you've got this one thing that you need to give up. Well, Hey, I'm, I'm on board with you, but why do I got to give this up? This is the one thing that I want. And, and I think a lot of times to me, I saw a great metaphor there uh, in the world that sometimes we are sort of destroying ourselves by hanging on to the things that we shouldn't be hanging on to. Um, and that we could really be 
better people, the society would be better if we sort of let those things go. And those things are hard to let go. Um, but I, I, I just, I really was intrigued by that, that she, she started out, you could see why she ended up where she was. It wasn't just like, I'm going to turn bad now because I have powers. It was like, well, I don't, I don't want to give up these powers. These are great. Why, you know, I'm going to use them for good, but then it's like, well, if you want to do the right thing, you got to give them up. And, and I think I, I could sort of empathize with that and, and see her, her growth as a character from, you know, why she took that arc and why she was really going to fight to the death to keep that, um, which did was her downfall. Um, so I, I, I like that storyline. Um, and even, I don't know, it's probably just the dad in me, but the, the, the Pedro Pascal storyline, it obviously he's corny and he wears that sort of the Jimmy Swagger eighties looking televangelist look with the, right. you know, which Pompadour. You know, yeah. I mean, it's kind of funny. Uh, but you know, at the end, I, I, I sort of saw like why he wanted to amount to all this stuff where I, I want to be this powerful person kind of for my kid, but at the same time, he ended up pushing his kid away. So he sort of did the opposite of, of what his original intent was. And, and, and just seeing where he was so beat down growing up that he wanted to really make something of himself and it just spiraled out of control. I, I liked those messages and I still thought that, you know, obviously any movie with Gal Gadot in it, like you said, she, you said you didn't like the movie and it was unwatchable, but then you said she could read the phone book and I would watch it. Well, yeah, that's a big plus. Well, I would have enjoyed it. I would have enjoyed that uh, more than this. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, but, yeah. you know, there wasn't lots and lots of action. I mean, there were things I didn't like about I, the whole they're at work. And then all of a sudden it's the 4th of July on yeah. the same day was a, like that was kind of dumb. Look, um, you, you lived in Washington, D.C. I lived there for a summer. I've been there on many 4th of Julys. The whole week not, is just, it's a ghost town. Everybody's yeah, gone. But, they're all <laughs> but also, you're not wearing your jacket to work that right. morning. Uh, yeah. it's, it's usually one of the hottest days of the year. Super hot, uh, super muggy. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. there's that. Um, I saw people complaining that she pretty much like raped the guy that, uh, the guy that Chris, Chris, that Chris Pine, Pine's yeah. essence was in because it was his body, but he couldn't say no or whatever. I'm like, you're just, you're thinking too much. You're overthinking it because we got to meet that guy at the end of the movie. He wasn't saying no. Right. Yeah. yeah. It, and it's, it's, it's Gal Gadot. So, so yeah, you know, you're not it's saying okay. no. Right. Yeah. And, and it's like, even, even if he was in a committed relationship, even if he had a wife who, who I don't know why she wasn't there, he'd be like, yeah, still okay with it. You know? So I think that, uh, I, yeah, it, it, that's people like really looking for an issue right. like that. Like, you know, before I'd seen the movie, I, I noticed that people were tweeting about how it handled the issue of consent. And then I'm like, uh, okay, I guess, but right. You know, like it, it in, all, in real life, that would be an issue. Like, yes, yeah, I, mean, sure. I, I think in real it's life, more, yes. it's a movie. It is like, it, you know, there obviously wasn't an implication here about, yeah. and, which is also why they use Chris Pine. And, you know, it, it wasn't this other guy, you know, walking around just saying all of Chris Pine's lines. Yeah. Um, so anyway, I, I, I liked it. I, the, the other thing I didn't quite get was, was the president supposed to be president Reagan yeah, or was I, he not? I, 
I, I, I said that earlier on this episode and I said it in our previous episode. Uh, I couldn't tell if it was supposed to be Reagan or just Mr. President, someone who was right. like just generic president because he didn't sound like him, but he looked enough like him. I'm like, are they trying? Like, right. did they try to make it look like him? That was and a bad casting choice. I think they should have gone either total full, you know, like just Reagan impersonator or yeah. gone just totally different guy. Like the yeah. dude from Clear and Present Danger is the president, you know, that. Right. I mean, exactly. Stuff. You do something. Yeah. Just have a fake Mr. President and then it's fine. Uh, right. But <laughs> it was distracting in those scenes. I'm like, is this guy Reagan? He doesn't sound like him. He doesn't really act like him, but yeah. the hair kind of, you know, he also right. wasn't old enough, you know? Right. Um, so, I mean, it wasn't my favorite movie. No, but I thoroughly enjoyed it. I didn't think it was uh, slow. I, I don't need those movies that are just, you know, like Armageddon where it's just oh. countdown after countdown. Yeah. Nobody just, needs that. Yeah. But, but I mean, it's just things are exploding at, at all the time and there's yeah. funny clips and, you know, so I don't know. I, I think I just really connected with, believe it or not, Kristen Wiig's character, like why she she had a clear motivation. And I'm not sure that if I were in a similar position, I would give up whatever my wish or my power was. And and at the end, it got a, obviously a little chaotic with him doing it over the TV. But I, I you know, the idea is we all want to Oh, if we just had that one wish, we would do something great and things would be good. But how many of us would actually do that? And how many of us would actually still be miserable and sort of ruin things? And, and, and you know, <laughs> yeah. those were to me, I thought those were good kind of messages. And then I I liked it. They didn't do the invisible jet like stupid. I think they did that as well as they could. Um, except for for how she was able to get into that jet and like, she mysteriously had keys or a way to get into that hangar. And, you know, do jets have keys though? You know, keys to the, to the, uh, to the hangar. Like she got in, you know, and then she She got to the jet and yeah, you gotta, you gotta use something to start it. I don't know. Uh, yeah, look, I, I would have liked to have felt that way about it, but there was just too much all the way throughout. That, uh, you know, I've done two episodes about it now and each time I'm like, oh, I should probably watch it again. Oh, I should watch it on HBO Max while it's still free because it's mm-hmm. only through the 24th. And I'm just like, yeah, I just don't want to I just don't want to do that again. You know, I, I, I liked it. I, I thought it was good. And and I was just really surprised, like I said, that Will was so like it's garbage because I'm like, how can you watch Batman versus Superman and defend it and say yeah. it was a lot better than people say. And then you watch this movie and say it's garbage. I thought I, it was, look, was it wonder woman one? No, but yeah. was it, was it Batman versus Superman? No, I thought it was way better than that. So. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm not a huge fan of Batman versus Superman, but I, I feel like from a story structure standpoint and the reality. COVID. <laughs> That's the, the kid with COVID. I know that's uh, it's too bad, but uh, he's also he's also not afraid of any ghosts. So that's good right. to know. Yeah, uh, yeah I, I think that uh, you know the idea that the story structure and that and like whether you agree with the story that they actually told in Batman vs Superman, at least it 
made sense in the world that they created. Whereas like this world, you're just like, there's just too many questions. There's too many head scratching things, too many performances where I'm like, whoo, yikes. And uh, <laughs> I said first two acts, I really liked, like I, I really liked Kristen act in the, the first third of the movie in the middle, it was still okay. And then in the end, I'm like, Oh no, 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 this, this is, these are all the wrong choices. Uh, Pedro <laughs> Pascal. I never warmed up to, I, I've made the joke multiple times. He just needs to keep the helmet on and then I'll right. love him forever, you know? <laughs> well, yeah. Jason, thank you for uh, sharing your differing opinion here for the uh, counterpoint. Uh, Sam Whitfield, who I just talked to, liked it, but uh, was a little bit more, you know, like, oh, I didn't hate it. But you're like, no, no, I think it's actually good. So we wanted to get yeah. somebody on the record who would defend this movie. I thought it was good. I, I thought you said Rob Lorch liked it. So Yeah, uh, Rob Lorch uh, said he liked it more than the previous Wonder Woman. So at some point I got to have that conversation with him because I want to know more yeah. about that. You know? I'd love to hear uh, that. Yeah, but he doesn't like really any of the DC movies, which there's uh, no faulting anybody for feeling that way. So I think right. that this is the one he liked the most. Uh, anyway, Jason, I think people uh, – should follow you on Twitter and uh, maybe an increased Twitter count will uh, get more fish sticks uh, on the <laughs> dinner table. And that's really where it's at at Jason P Blair. I uh, appreciate your time. We appreciate Sam Whitfield's time. Thanks to Zia for fitting us into her very busy schedule. Uh, you can follow her on Twitch at Zia land, but uh, honestly, you just wait for her to be on the Blackcast again. You're not going to get that much out of that, that Twitch stream. Uh, we appreciate everybody who uh, was on and, of course, uh, all of you listening and or watching. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at ChristianDMZ. Like the Blackcast on Facebook at Blackcast on Twitter, B-L-A-D-T-C-A-S-T dot com. And there's a whole network on YouTube, the Blackcast YouTube channel. So uh, follow our shows there for reactions to uh, Star Trek Discovery, which uh, Jason was on. We did season two of The Mandalorian. We're going through WandaVision right now on Marvel Movie Talk. So all of that on the Blackcast YouTube channel. Uh, we will see you next time on the Blackcast. <laughs>